I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's, that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Everybody and welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio via Zoom. We're not next to each other like usual. We're not crazy, uh, but I am here with my co-host Jamie Iovine. Question: Are those hooves as a hanger behind you? Answer: They are. <laughs> oh wow! Anyway, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, yeah. Erica likes 
taxidermy. So yes, uh, those are from reporting live from Leatherface's house. <laughs> uh, we're also here with my other co-host uh, Kevin Silva. Uh, yeah, I just really want to go out, guys. Want to just be around everybody and touch everybody and lick everybody and just kiss everybody. Like Kevin, like, you shy motherfucker. You're not hugging nobody when this is over. I'm gonna hug <laughs> you so much. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into things. A lot of happened. Lots to talk about. Uh, this week began by WWE announcing. Well, not WWE announced, but they did confirm uh, through my site that they are making adjustments to the filming schedule to increase performer safety. I think they had been getting a lot of flack this week. Well, sorry, last week when they made the decision to go back to doing the live shows. I think that it was just everyone kind of agreed that it was unnecessarily risky. Uh, There had been rumors that maybe the networks were going to pay them less money if they uh, weren't live. But clearly that wasn't the case. Uh, I think it's just, you know, it's such a developing thing. It's a day-by-day process um, that I think that uh, smarter heads prevailed on this situation. And now um, they're going to be batching, or they're going to be filming in, in batches. Uh, the next few, the, tonight, the, you know, the SmackDown was live, Raw was live, NXT was live this week. Uh, SmackDown's going to be live again on Friday. But then after that, they're going to be taping things in advance. Some will be live to tape, but for the most part, they're going to be trying to limit the amount of travel that the talent has to do uh, also gives them time to quarantine and still have time to be with their loved ones before coming back. Uh, did you guys think this was a smart thing for them to do? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it definitely helps their image. Like that's, that's going to be a big issue is, is keeping image in regards to the safety concerns. So uh, I don't know. I, I even just watching wrestling. Sometimes I'm like, you're touching each other and you're all sweaty. I don't like that. It's uh, as as much. Uh, I mean, WWE is always going to be prime target number one for people giving wrestling criticism. I mean, they're the biggest target, so why not? Um, I don't think they ever get enough credit for how fucking froggy they are. Like they, in in the sense that I don't think any other company, in terms of entertainment, has been able to. It would be able to. Well, that being said, they don't have the assistance of the government, but. Um, I, it's just interesting to me. I mean, it's crazy to me that they're just always able to roll with the punches, like always, no matter what happens, whether it be a natural disaster, whether it be a pandemic, whether it be a terrorist attack. Like it's, it's unreal how much they just persevere. And yeah, I, I literally just, you know, the reason I was lagging on recording this with you guys is because I literally just finished a little bit ago, the investor call that, that Vince McMahon did uh, for first quarter earnings and it's funny jamie that you say that because that was really his attitude throughout a lot of the call when talking about some of that stuff uh you know he he mentioned at one point while answering questions he said that going forward he's not sure if wwe will be in the live event business as they were before because he thinks it may take a while for consumers to want to come out to a stadium or arena but then he ended it by saying uh if anyone's gonna figure their way through this though it's going to be WWE <laughs> and like, yeah. and, and, oh, yeah. and it's, they're very uh, steadfast in, in, in their feeling on that. And they, and they always have, um, you know, I, it, it, it was, I think that it's not just for their public perception, Kevin, like you mentioned, but I think it was good for the talent too. I think that, you oh, know, yeah. you know, the talent really is doing a lot right now. They're putting up with a lot They're Like you said, they're still wrestling when they don't know, you know, who knows? You know, we don't know about all this. The things we do know, 
do say that it's probably not the smartest thing to be doing that. But if yeah, you're a lot watching of these people and have... being safe and not being <laughs> compromised. And dis- <clears throat> disregard any of those people getting sick, like themselves getting each other sick. <clears throat> like these people have families. Some, not all of them, but a lot of them have families or roommates at home. Yeah. You know? Like mm-hmm. it's it, that, that that's the part that's interesting to me. It's not so much these guys getting sick, because by and large, if any of the young healthy members of the AEW or WWE roster, chances are they're going to be all right if they ever were diagnosed with this. It'll be rough, but, you know, odds are in their favor. But they have family and friends, you know, that, I mean, not their friends, obviously, because they're not supposed to, but, you know, babies. (laughs) Well, they're allowed to have friends right now. They're just not supposed to be hanging out with them. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have any friends with them. I cut them all off. But, but, no, yeah, totally. And I think that, you know, uh, you know, Beyond that, Jamie, I think that the the the, the thing going on right now is not necessarily, yes, people are dying, obviously, but it's not flat. It's it's trying to flatten the curve. It's trying mm-hmm. to eliminate it as much as possible. So if you're possibly spreading it to people at home or people around when you're traveling, that's why people are saying, "Well, this is dumb." You know, it's, I don't. The, the, yes, the rubbing up against each other thing is also dumb. But if you're in this like contained environment. It is a little more safe, but it is hard to watch wrestling right now. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it is hard to watch wrestling right now and be super excited about it when, you know, like, it, it is hard. Like, the, the reality of the situation is right there in front of you, you know? It's, it's hard. It's weird. We, we've watched wrestling and, like, different things. Like, we watched ECW growing up, and we watched, you know, the Attitude Area, uh, you know, unprotected headshots, chair shots. But now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm watching them potentially – hurt themselves in a brand new way and yeah. it's it's weird it's like oh yeah. the gone are the days of, oh his, his <clears throat> forehead now it's like they, he, they're breathing on each other yeah don't put your hand in the his mouth or <laughs> her mouth stop kissing hey, people it's a good thing the fiend uses a glove when giving True. a mandible cloth True. Well, you saw that Britt Baker though with her with her move with her submission move, she had to like pull a glove out in the middle of the match from like take it from the referee to be able to do it. Which, by the way, I think that makes more sense because that's what dentists do. (laughs) True. True. Fair. That makes more sense. Like I think that I think that's like adds to her gimmick. Like she could do that thing that dentists always do when they pull on the elastic on the uh, (laughs) bottom right. That's her socko. Wait, she's a dentist. That's her soccer. Did you guys see this week where she did Chris Jericho's podcast and she talked about how she didn't take the the role model thing from Bailey? No, I, honest, I, mean, I, I, heard, even, I saw that you posted I even, that. I didn't even make the connection, honestly. Me neither. That's funny. I I, I did. <laughs> neither of them are neither of them are doing it. I'm sorry. This isn't a knock to either of them. They're both talented, obviously, to be in the companies they are. But neither of them currently are doing anything interesting or of note in either companies right now. Fair, fair point to have. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's interesting, too, that, you know, WWE is – I really do think they're trying their best. You know, obviously, people are going to slip up. People are slipping up everywhere, you know. But I think that they're, they're, they are trying their best to, uh, you know, to do their best to you know, flatten the curve behind the scenes and, 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 you know, stay with protocol and stuff. There was another thing I thought was interesting, too, um, during the investor's call that Vince McMahon said um, – or he talked. Someone else went into detail about it, but they talked about it during the call. But they said that uh, <clears throat> at the PC, there, the the talent are being in a are in a sequestered hotel, 
and they're performing in small groups. Uh, waves of people are coming in. Uh, they're changing the turnbuckles and ropes between matches. Um, but they also talked about a spray that they've coated everything at the PC with from a company called Allied Bioscience. And they said this, this, uh, this spray allegedly clings to surfaces, acting like a sword that punctures the cell wall of the virus, killing it on contact and lasts for 90 to 120 days. And I was thinking, why haven't we heard more about this if that's a thing yeah. that exists? We're bathing it. Can we you know? get some of that? <laughs> like, yeah. Jamie, you got to get on this. <clears throat> secret, secret government stuff that he's doing. <laughs> he did too. Also, he said like, he, he made it seem like he had no inside information from the government. Like he tried to make it seem like, I have no idea just as much as the next person what's going on. Like don't want to give estimates. Sure. Don't want to, you know, don't want to do this. Don't want to do that. Um, I feel like he has to have some kind of inside line though, right? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the evidence points to yes, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing he said on the call, which I think, uh, Jamie, you'll find more of a discussion topic than Kevin, but, um, th- you know, this was a, a, a crazy one to me. They ended the call, Vince McMahon and, and uh, the interim CFO, Frank Riddick, they ended the call saying that they're basically there's not going to be a WWE 2K21, that there's not going to be a new game in the series. You know, I play all of them. I know, Jamie, you play all of them. Uh, how does that make you feel? I mean, like, I know that 2K20 was pretty panned, but I'm I'm a little bummed. Yeah. Um, well, first off, before I con- before I continue, I'm going to ask: did, what, did they meant? Did they have any reference to their relationship with 2K Sports, or just this game in sp- in particular? Just this game in particular. Basically, they were asked if WWE 2K was in the budget for 2020, and they said there are no plans for the annual launch of a game this year. Now, um, I'd sent this to you a few weeks ago, but there was a former developer of WWE games who makes YouTube videos. And he actually was the first a few weeks ago to mention that he had heard 2K21 had been canceled. Uh, I rewatched his video now that WWE basically confirmed that it was canceled. Um, In his video, he said that 2K and WWE are working on another game that's a different kind of game, but didn't go into detail about it. Um, So I don't know if that's something, you know, the person wasn't specific enough or if that's been scrapped as well. Um, But yeah, that, that honestly, it was super quick. Like they said that thing and then they were like, Oh, no more questions in the queue. And the second the lady said no more questions in the queue, Vince man was like, all right, cool. Goodbye. Have a good night. Everyone. And like, hung up real fast. (laughs) It was pretty funny. Actually. Like I was like, Oh, he was ready to leave that call as quickly as possible. Um, um, I'm bummed. You know, I, I will say this much though. 2K21 sucked. I, I'm sorry, 20 sucked. I, I, I still try and play it. I will say this, you know, I, I, I enjoy what they're trying to do with these uh, 2K creations things or whatever. I love it. I love that they're adding, that they're adding new moves through it, new costumes, all that kind of stuff. Um, I just feel like the game was so broken upon release that it really did ruin any goodwill they had with most of their fans because I know a lot of the the uh, creators that I follow for the the creator wrestlers and the creative everything in the community creation zone they all stayed with 2K19 they didn't even move to 2K20 they mm-hmm. were like we not we don't like it we're staying with 2K19 um, so I uh, I hope that in this time they have off that it's not just 
ending the relationship with 2K, as you just asked about, Jamie. Uh, I hope that 2K gets the time with visual concepts who took over from Ukes, that this time they get the actual appropriate time to make a really dope 2K game and not something that was rushed with old you know, models and just not what people wanted. Um, I, I, I have two insights on this whole thing. I, um, I felt, I really felt for the guys who were at 2k because if you, because it's funny because it's like, it's almost like you think that they wanted to release a broken game. It's like the re- the reactions that a lot of these people had, it was like, these guys didn't care. Of course they cared. This is one of the biggest selling fr- um, our aspects of their business. I mean, the only other game that they make that sells even close to what that is, is the NBA uh, 2K series. And um, um, I think that um, the WWE game, even though me and you, Ryan, are tried and true t- uh, lovers of the, of, the free- of the series and always have been for a while, it's not, it's got a huge learning curve. Those games have a big learning curve. And I think for some reason, the title, because WWE and, uh, have had games, while they've had the 2K or the SmackDown versus Raw series, they've had, um, they've had the extra games that like were not so much like that game. Like, I mean, like All-Stars, like WWE All-Stars, which is like, in my opinion, was their version of NFL Blitz. You yeah, know, course, yes. like, totally. Yeah. And um, also, did you like that, that game? I did. You know okay. why? Because my friends could play it. That's fair. My friend, because when I uh, when that I game like, that's came a good out, reason. Yeah, that makes sense. When I when that game came out, I was on tour with uh, like when I was doing my DJing things, I was on a tour bus, and we had a, had a bunch of friends, and you know, none of them would even get close to being able to understand like the intricacies, never the intricacies of a two K game because they never played it. Yeah. And um, but when I put out All Stars and they had all these characters that even they remembered like the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan and all those guys and and they're and easy to pick up controls that was dope like and so I like this I like the series Um, I also like that I never thought about it but that is such a great comparison the Blitz factor because Blitz really was like the reason I like Blitz compared to Madden was like I can't play Madden because I don't watch football yeah Yeah. and so it's kind of similar in that regard where like yeah if you don't watch wrestling probably gonna be hard for you to play 2k but if you don't the, the all-stars game was fun for that i yeah, hope me, that that's what they're looking to do with that second game that was referred to by that uh developer do you think there was gonna be that type of game because i was i was thinking like what if they did like a mortal Kombat type of game i would love that too i would I love mean, that they already so dabbled much in it a little they already dabbled in a little bit with the immortals app i mean i thought that i thought that concept had so much potential I'm surprised that they didn't do more with it. Do you remember that game? The yeah, WWE vaguely, Immortals? Because they just Cause started pumping out so many app games, though. They just like they, did. they had a lot. They pumped out like four or five like right away. And they're just like, here's a bejeweled one. Here's a fighting one. Here's a card deck game. Here's, I just like got a little overwhelmed. I was like, oh, I'm bored with this one now, I guess. But uh, I think, uh, uh, I mean, no, there, was no, a, there, there was that rumored, um, like, Smash Brothers style game that was going to come out a while ago. <sighs> That'd be ago. so cool, too. I, so yeah, cool. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. See, honestly, I think the 2K games should be every other year. Because they can, as you've seen with this 2K Creations thing, they can add stuff all they want. Like, and, and I, you know, I'm not the biggest gamer, but there are games that are huge that are released 
years apart because they're releasing so many DLCs for so long that like you don't even need to put the new game out there if they're happy with it. Just keep giving yeah. them DLCs yeah. for it. Like I know my my boss at Collider, he plays a game that's like ten years old because they still put out DLCs for it, and he loves it. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, it. It really depends, you know. I mean, there's there's ways to do that, but it really you have to have a dedicated server, a dedicated team to do that. And you know, beyond it's not beyond their it's not beyond their means whatsoever. It is a whole other aspect that they would have to add. Um, I mean, they do it with NBA. I mean, they're able to do it with the NBA franchise. They're able to update it. Um, but see, okay, here's the difference, though. Is like, I mean, I guess it's not too different because the WWE roster does change a lot, and so you, and so does the NBA roster. I don't know. I just don't think it's necessary to put one out every year. I think you could do a fun one every other year, like 2K, make that last for a while with DLCs, and then you can put out another game. You can put, you could maximize your value. I mean, look at Mortal Kombat. I just bought all these new characters that they've been putting out over the past six months just while stuck in quarantine. Like and the game came out a year ago. And the game came out a year ago. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So, and I'm like pumped on it. Like I purposely waited until I got bored with it and then it went on sale. I got all of them for like, I think it was like 15 bucks. And it was like way more than that to get all the characters. Although I don't have uh, two of the main ones. You have to get them separately and I'm not going to pay that much extra money to get them separately. My question, like with, with like the DLC characters, as someone that doesn't game, um, does the quality dip at all? And like, no, no it's just yeah. extra things to it's do. It's just extra, yeah. Like, dude, like the the Mortal Kombat one that I got, you know, it added a bunch of uh, like like uh, classic monster skins to a lot of the people. So like, one of the fighters turns into um, Frankenstein. One of them is like uh, Queen of the Damned, I think it is, or whatever. There's like a bunch of cool things like that. I love it. It's very cool. Yeah, DLCs and if you're are wanted, awesome. Uh, I do enjoy Mortal Kombat's recent trend of getting third party characters. Totally. And, like Terminator yeah. and Spawn. Predator, and, Predator like, Leatherface, Jason. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. And imagine if WWE did that. Yeah. Like, WWE could literally follow the same they model. They did. They had Fred Durst. I was going to say, <laughs> Fred Durst could have his comeback. And people love that, dude. Like, imagine if one of the DLCs was, like, Fred Durst, Kid Rock, like, Metallica, you know? Like, oh, man, I would love it. And they don't have to call it 2K11, 12, 13, 14. They can just do the next, I don't know, they can name it differently. Like, like WWE 2K, well, now it's too late to do the numbers like Mortal Kombat does. They can figure something out. <laughs> uh, all right, another thing that Vince McMahon said on the call was uh, that WWE is going to be making more cinematic matches in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic, um, he basically he called them mini movies. Is what he referred them. Referred he's to them hyped as. about that. He's, we all know that Vince. Yeah, the, he's, he's we all make that. We, we don't make wrestling. We make movies. So now you he know, actually it's is. It's funny too because I also earlier today I listened to Triple H on the After the Bell podcast, and he was talking about the Boneyard match, mm-hmm. and he how basically he said when WrestleMania was coming up, he said to Vince. What do you need help with, basically? Like, what can I take over? Like, what can I handle to help you guys? And Vince was like, the Boneyard match. And he was like, okay, what is the Boneyard match? And he was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, what do you want it to be? He said, well, I don't know. It's in a graveyard. Like, we've got a big empty field. Make it a graveyard. You know, and he's like, yeah, but what do you want it to be? And he was like, I don't know. Just make it good. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And so then he said, he, what? I was going to say, I feel like that's scary to, like, to have a Vince just be like, Paint what you wish. Like that just like, sounds like he's gonna hate it. 
terrifying. Like, that you know terrifying. When, uh, like, you know, when you're, when you have that one boss at work that when you're all about to leave and then he says, well, if you think you've done enough work, then you can leave, I guess. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, oh, well, okay, shit, you know? <laughs> so he Vince, says, Vince wanted him to, get a, to make a rundown. He wanted, he wanted Jim to have a rundown made for him, and then Jim had to figure out what, what a rundown was. I'm like, that's all it was. It was like the office. So, so then he says that uh, Triple H said that he and Michael Hayes went to the location that they were told was like this giant empty field, and it was just like a barn that was like not far from a street and you could like see a house on the other side of the street. And they were like, wait, this is not like, weird. This is not going to work. And he said that Hay- Hayes was like trip. This ain't going to work. Like we got to call Vince. We got to do it somewhere else. And he was like, no, no, no. Like we'll make it work. Like it's all good. And so they started coming I up love, with a plan. I just love the photos of Michael Hayes, even in that outfit in the middle of a field, like <laughs> totally. still wearing that crazy neon suit that he wears just in the middle of a field. Uh, yeah, me too. I love it. I love it. And and so then uh, he said that he figured out like what it was going to be. Like he had the idea of what he wanted to look like, but he wanted it to be like a cinematic thing, you know? And so he said he basically, he, he wanted to make a cinematic thing, but he only had one camera that they were going to give him from like the main WWE cameras. And he was like, well, I can't do it with just one camera. And they're like, well, we're shooting WrestleMania. Like, we need them for WrestleMania. Like, what do you want? You know, like, we, we have we, the cameras that we shoot WWE with, like, we need. And so he called Vince and was like, this is what I want to do. And Vince was like, I love it. He was like, but I only have one or two cameras at my disposal, like, from the main cameras. Like, if you want me to actually shoot this, I need to use the WWE digital team. Like, I need to use Borash and his whole team to like make this look cinematic style. And he said that a bunch of the people were against it, like on the, on the creative team and stuff like the higher ups, like in the, like we're not for it. But Vince was basically like, you know what? We don't really have a choice and this is what it has to be. So just do it. And he was like, okay, cool. So it's kind of cool that now Vince, you know, a few weeks later after how successful it was, he's like all in on it. You know, he says that they're going to do more of them. Uh, he, he said during the conference call, uh, you've got to take it. He said, "You got to take advantage of the challenging environment and somehow make it as good as it can, uh, but make it special." Uh, so we've done certain things. We're going to do more of, for instance, getting out of that environment and doing, in essence, mini movies like we did at WrestleMania and many other personality profiles that we can do a whole lot better. And will uh, I personally am pumped for this? Uh, I think that that I already liked when Lucha Underground, like Matt Hardy and stuff, were doing it. Um, do you guys think this is going to be overboard though doing too much of them uh, i just hope that it doesn't it, after you know after we get through the current situation that it doesn't stay the common thing that they want to do all the time because um, then it just kind of makes no sense for a live crowd but i think that having it every so often would be great um i once i saw that they're going to do uh money in the bank at the headquarters i was like Oh, this is just me cinematic. They're just gonna make the whole thing cinematic, and this will be the safest money in the bank that's ever existed. And it'll, <laughs> it'll be great because they're gonna be able to make it what they want it to be. They could t- do reshoots, and it's still gonna be exciting. I think that certain things that call for it will be great for it. Yeah, I mean, the vibe I get from people behind the scenes that I've talked to is that they know that these things won't work when the crowd comes back. That that uh you know that no one's gonna want to sit there and stare at a screen uh for that long that's in the crowd 
but uh, I think that if they build them up appropriately now, that it's a great idea because I think that it kind of like what Vin said is that a lot of these main events or a ladder match or something like don't feel as special without the crowd. I mean, like you need the crowd reaction. So if they're not there to react anyways, why not do something outside of the box instead? Um, I too, I am so excited about Money in the Bank more than I've been in a long time. I I think that is such, <laughs> such a good idea. I've always been bummed that that the the Money in the Bank ladder match was taken away from WrestleMania because I always thought it was a good part of the show. But something like this, where you know, it's possible they could start the show with this match and just have it weaved in throughout the night until the end of the show where they finally make it to the top. I love them doing something like that. That'd be cool. Just been fighting for three for four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we keep like cutting back to what's going on in this battle at corporate headquarters, and just you basically are using those as like cutaway scenes and like match finishes at the performance center. You cut to what's all right. Let's go. Let's cut back to what's going on at headquarters. I think that's a great idea. I think the the I think the one thing that'll be missing from from this, and just to make it even more fun, was the fact that R Truth isn't involved. Oh, I he's like going to be involved. You know, he's going to have to be involved. I just want R Truth to get lost somewhere in the building, and like, no, I want him to show up at like TNA headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> I t- <laughs> oh my god, him posting a picture outside of uh, Daly's place asking when the corporate match starts or whatever. Um, you know that would go viral. That'd, I, be I, most, that'd be the hugest thing ever. Dude, I was saying on on Twitter, I forgot who I said it to, but I want our truth to paint himself in gold, be painted in gold, and stand with all the other legend statues. And then and then pop out like he's part of the match, and someone has to be like, "Truth, you're not part of the match," and he'd be like, "Oh, my bad." And then hop back like he's one of the statues or whatever. Like wow, that'd be so good. <laughs> you know what the biggest thing out of this I see, um, in terms of the uh, in terms of the um, uh, production aspect is now. He, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, like in terms of where the boneyard match can go. Any wrestler that's still alive can wrestle now you say that like if it's that, that you say that like if it's not a possibility that wrestlers that are dead could, could not wrestle that is, that is how that sounded but i realized that's not what he meant but oh, it I is know, how it sounded i feel like wrestlers that are dead could still wrestle right now with the way that they're doing this I it's funny tri- triple h in that interview he referenced everyone saying like well hey anyone can do it now and he was like, AJ was falling on dirt. Like, that stuff hurts. Like, he, he was, like, getting yeah, hit hard sure. and stuff. Sure, in that match. But you're telling me that they, they're they just like, nope, we can't have crash pads. Nope. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look at, look at Cena versus the Fiend, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. Like, there was a move that happened in that match, and it was captivating. So, so you're telling me when The Undertaker was pushed. Uh, so you're telling me Undertaker took, took bumps on the dirt. You're telling no. me that? No way. No, no. There's no way. There's no <laughs> way. Um, all right, let's get into AEW. <laughs> he's and... dead, and they're like, oh, well, he's already in there. <laughs> right, AJ Styles? Um, let's get in a little. You know what? I'm just going to – I was going to kind of just, like, look at little – I guess we'll just kind of go a little pe- – I'm not going to do a full review, but I'll kind of talk about some of the, some of the highlights of the show. One of the highlights for me of Dynamite – 
was everything they did with Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. Uh, I, 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 like I've said it a million times now, I feel like, but I love the little videos that Darby Allen does. Um, I think it was Cody, I want to say, who I heard in an interview say that a lot of the time, or that, that it's mainly just Darby who makes those with like his guy who he makes videos with. And that basically he'll just send them something and be like, hey, can you play this? And, you know, for a long time, I've always said that my issue when I watch WWE is I, when they go like cut to this or something like that, I know in my head that this doesn't look like something that wrestler stayed up all night working on. You know, it's like a package the WWE video department put together. Right. But when you watch Darby's videos, it's very clear this is just something that he's just like doing because he's weird and likes these weird, you know, punk rock kind of uh, right. videos and stuff. So I love when he does them. And it's so clear that it's actually him who it's a, it's an extension of him. And it adds so much to everything that he does. Um, and Sammy Guevara also great job, like considering that there was no fans in attendance besides, you know, the wrestlers that are in the crowd. Um, and I think Darby winning was the right call. I also feel like uh, watching like Sammy, like I've never been a big fan of Sammy up until AEW. And uh, I think that last night was the night where I was like, I get it. I kind of get Sammy and I like, I like who he is and I like what he's been able to become with the tutelage of Chris Jericho. I'm sure that that's going a long way. Um, But yeah, I, I, Darby, every time I see him in a match now, I remember again, Oh, this guy's my favorite wrestler now. Like my, at least like my current favorite wrestler is Darby Allen. Me too. Yeah, that's I totally. He's definitely one of my current favorites. Like him and Bray Wyatt, and it's because they put so much thought into their characters. Clearly, um, I think that you know Cody versus Darby again was inevitable after they had that weird little mix up at the end of one of their tag matches. Um, I, and I like how the tournament's been going so far. Yeah, the tournament's been the tournament's been good. I haven't really liked the new direction the inner circle's been going lately. The bubbly bunch stuff? It's, it's well, just in general, like, that's part of it, but, like, just them being buffoons. Like, they're just a bunch of goofs. All of them. And I don't think enough cred- I don't think enough people gave, I forget who had it, he was Santino or Ortiz, I forget which one, had, first off, that computer that looked like it was from 2004. Let's be real. Yeah. And they were all, and, um, He's always in his. It looks like he's in his like kids' bedroom whenever uh-huh. he's facetiming. But um, I just don't like it. I mean, they started great. They started as like a bunch of like. I mean, I as the especially with uh, Santina and Ortiz. Each week that goes by, they're less and less tough and less and less intimidating. Santana. I, I think is the name you keep him in. I said, what did I say? Santana. Didn't I say Santana? You kept saying Santina. I'm pretty sure I didn't, but all right. I heard it too, Jamie. Santina? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it wasn't Santina. I did mean Santana if I did say that. But um, I just. I I 100% agree with the point you're making, though. I I, 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 I was. I mean, Hager is even kind of dropped the whole silent killer thing now here here's my only because i was kind of i was going to bring up the bubbly bunch thing because they are leaning in that direction and i wasn't sure if it's because they're getting into a the the jericho's getting into a feud or a program with matt hardy 
and they're mm-hmm. trying to be a little more silly to match the B movie elements of the Hardy compound. Um, but I too thought that it was weird to kind of shift into like the making them a joke when they were kind of like the badass heel faction. Uh, and, and now they're kind of like this jokey heel faction, which I, I don't think is as much of a doesn't feel like. I mean, are they heels though? I mean, they're making they're making spoof TikTok dance videos. Like true, and they're, they're selling people. so much different like parody merch and stuff like that. The thing with like, I think that that with this whole bubbly bunch and like the direction they're going now is just proof of them just trying to do something to feel creative when they're when sure crowd and like and it's, i do it's agree with that i do agree with that they're stuck at home they can't be there and they're like well how do we fill time it's, it's harder to make like content that's order. like enter- entertaining when you're when you're bored when you're stuck at home yeah it's, it's hurting them it's hurting the dark order because you don't have the guys there to f- flesh out these storylines and i think that's really like we were discussing on our text group texts like Dark Order is kind of like taking a weird direction now that like they're kind of going the right way. And now because of they can't have the audience and they can't really do what they probably were planning on doing, it's just taking a weird turn. Here's my thing about now that the Exalted One has been revealed and stuff. Now what? Now what do they do? I like the I liked last night. I liked that video vignette with him because I'm like, oh, who's this new guy that they're talking about? They obviously hear Number him. 10. Huh? <laughs> his name is number 10 <laughs> but it, I just but like hate the Vince McMahon aspect of things right. Heisman, former football player looking for a change I'm going to make you a wolf kind of, to me, I'm sorry you, want, you, you can't say these aren't some, <laughs> this isn't some sort of a Vince McMahon parody it's clear he's working through something and to be honest I feel like people are rolling their eyes at the Vince McMahon aspect of things and it is hurting the, the hype that Brody Lee and the Dark Order had. I just I, I think that his matches are dope. He seems like this badass presence who's kind of working through some shit. <laughs> like, to me, though, I think they're kind of they haven't re- they're kind of having identity issues with what the Dark Order is. <clears throat> like, is it this like cryptic like like evil? organization with like a higher power type thing or are they all wearing suits i don't i it's uh, i guess I, I, it's weird because like the when you see the um the suit Brody lee and what he wrestles in it's a i mean obviously people what people wear in regular life versus what they wrestle in is very different but it just doesn't it, it, it doesn't look, it doesn't really correlate to me. Well, and, you know, what's funny is Jamie, you know, I, this was one thing you, this was a problem we had with the dark order way back when was the fact that Stu and evil Uno looked like they weren't part of the same team. Like that, Stu, like evil Uno had this like creeper mask thing going. And then Stu looked like he was one of the Highlanders. And we were all, I remember we were all frustrated by it. And Brody Lee kind of has that same vibe going right now in one person where he's got the suit thing going and this businessman vibe thing. It's okay. And this businessman vibe thing going. And then at the same time, he comes into the ring and he's got this like weird, like leather daddy kind of looking thing. And like, <laughs> it's a knockoff Matt Hardy suit. Let's just be real. I'm sorry. I was saying this yesterday. I, 
I think it was a mistake to – in our group chat I was saying this. I think it was a mistake to not have Mar- Matt Hardy be the exalted one. I really do. I think that sometimes the swerve isn't better than just giving people what they were anticipating. Like, like if people – I think people wanted Matt Hardy to be the exalted one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I do too. I think we would have gotten – I mean, because Matt Hardy was teasing – I mean, we may be getting there eventually because maybe something does happen whenever sure. they have this match with Jericho and Matt. But um, as of now, I mean, Jer- Matt was teasing a new iteration of his character, and as of, of as of as of now, it's more or less the same broken Matt Hardy. Not to not well. I'm not the difference say- is that he can switch now between broken Matt and regular Matt. What do you think not of that? that- it's almost like, to a certain degree, like The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. I didn't really know to th- think anything of it because I just assumed he did that. And I, I assumed he could do that in general because he did it so much in his YouTube videos. But no, but then the, the YouTube... No, nah, it was different. In the YouTube videos, he was... His, his, I, I always feel like I'm explaining Dungeons and Dragons, though, when I try to explain things that <laughs> happened on Matt Hardy's YouTube channel, so I won't get into it. But I get your point. I 100% get your point. I actually... I thought that it, you know, I, I think it works. I think that some of the audience is put off by the broken Matt stuff. So this lets you kind of like play with like, okay, sometimes he's normal Matt. Sometimes he's broken Matt. Don't get me wrong. When I say same broken Matt, I'm not trying to say same as like, I'm sick of it. You know, I, yeah. I missed having it on there. Cause we didn't get it for a little bit when he was on WWE towards the end of it. But, um, totally. but, uh, you know, dark order, like I was saying earlier, dark order would have been a huge it would have been interesting because he's never been the head of a faction. No, I mean, if you want to call the 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 V one V two like or like him and Shannon Moore and uh, like there's one other person, right? No, but if he had had a whole like that's what I'm know, saying. Like, he's never been a whole, behind him. His, like his Ministry of Darkness. Like he's never yeah. had that before. It like, would have been it, awesome. It would have been it would have been interesting. It really would have been interesting. And we've yeah, never I, have we seen. A, I mean, I guess it started off as a heel, the the broken character. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, and, yes. But it's been so and, long. It would have been awesome yeah. to see him. That that would have been the swerve that he was a bad guy now. I, there's no fans there anyway, so it's not like he missed that big, like, he's in AEW pop. Nobody was fucking there anyway. Like, you could have swerved the audience at home. And I don't know. I I think that was a mistake. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, I did like, I do like when Brody is in the ring. I like what they're doing with him. I do think that he seems like such a badass. Like he's because he's good tossing dudes. He's just beating the shit out of people. You know, and we'll talk about the Kenny Omega uh, match in a little bit. But like, I thought this you know, was this was what should be done. Like, this is how you make someone look like a badass threat. Was you have them go in there and you beat the shit out of them? And I think that's what he needed to do, and he did. And it looked he looks like a threat in the ring. Yeah, because he's good. He's good in the ring. It's just. Um... I think the Vince stuff would have worked a lot better if they just if it was like dabbled here or there. Like you didn't need to make you don't need to make it the subject of the entire vignette. You do, you don't. There needs to be more of a point. Agreed. Agreed. I also really like that Wardlow match. You know, people go, oh, yeah. you know, uh, you know. Uh, uh, like, I'm sorry yeah, people, that that spot where he need that guy in gold. the face. Oh my god! Look, yeah. look, or when he did the Goldberg gorilla press slam thing, and he, and the guys on his like, head, looked, the guy looked like his whole body was spun in half, like his legs were in a different spot than his head. It was crazy. Like well, a lot of the spots like, looked like they didn't, they weren't talking to each other. 
<laughs> like, that's what it looked like. A lot of those spots looked like they did not discuss exactly what they're going to be doing. Well, first, like that, you know what knee I'm talking about, right? Where you yeah, had him the one way from the top he looks like he's yeah. about to punch him and then he knees him. Like the like the guy's neck first off goes like this, so that's mm-hmm. horrifying. And speaking of necks, you got to think doing a, a fucking backbreaker, but using your head instead of your knee. That can't be good for your neck, no, bro. That's, no, like, it, 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 talk I to Nikki Bella. Like big. she just was doing stuff on her knees, and it and it messed everything. Like no, dude, don't do it. Like don't put too much <laughs> like, pressure I don't on give, your neck. I don't give a shit how big you are, dude. That's like a hundred. Like that guy was like what a hundred and like two hundred pounds, maybe just like. Dropping it oh, on your floor, yeah. on your top of your it head. It was wild. But I will say it succeeded in making Wardlow look like a threat. Like, it's, they were, it made him look been, like a badass. They have been, consistently. They've mm. been doing a great job of making Wardlow, Wardlow look like a fucking monster. Because he is. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm i really excited to see where they go with him. But he's a, he's a, he's a guy... Wardlow's a guy to me that they could, that they have a lot that they could do with, but they could fuck him up easy. They can fuck him up easy because they can make, uh, if they make him just like, if if they ever turn him face, which obviously they will, what else are they building up to with him and MJF? Uh, They'll have to turn on MJF one day. And if they make him just like a regular, like a fan favorite guy, he loses everything that makes him special. At least right now. At least right now. We haven't seen more layer to him than that yet. I do like uh, getting a guy that's like beefy, like in that type of outfit again because like just kind of reminds me of, like adam bomb almost like you get that kind of vibe from him like uh, i thought it was also funny that like jericho talked about his butt well like, that's kind of a weird thing to like bring his up glutes. <laughs> his glutes his gluteus maximus you know because you know what i see happening with him and you're probably not going to remember it because i'm going to ask if you remember it but you probably won't because it was literally a hiccup is when they really had mason ryan is they try to push him as a face oh yeah it was bad. I see it's that terrible. happening. Well, it's Wardlow much Wardlow much better of a worker. Don't get me but, wrong. But when I've seen when I first saw Wardlow, I was like, "Oh, they're Mason Ryan." Like that's the vibe I got <laughs> immediately when I saw him. He, I, very I similar, hope. very similar. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you saw what happened with Mason Ryan. Like if you make it's even the same with Batista. Like Batista was never a great face. I'm sorry, he just wasn't. Like he didn't because it, it didn't. He was, as far as I'm concerned, he was never a great face. He was much better as a heel. It's, it, I think his face run is less memor- way less memorable than his heel runs. Even when he first won the title, yeah. What? But didn't he first crazy. win the title when he was a face? Yeah. No, it was the first time he won the title. He, um, it was when he uh, was going to sign with either SmackDown or Raw, and he did the. And he held his. He had the contract. And he held his thumb up. Oh yeah, and then thumb he, up. And then he thumbed down. Then he beats up Triple H and Hunter. Then yeah, he challenges Hunter he was a face. Yeah, and he challenges Triple H at WrestleMania as a face and wins. That's what I said. He was yeah, better. I, 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 I said he won the title as a face. You, I, you said even when he won. The, oh, oh, I thought you meant was that part. I'm sorry, I misunderstood what you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like, misunderstood. I, 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 yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked no, when I mean, he was a face. That was fine, but like that's. It, you, you I mean, heel Batista's. Great, great goat. He's you know you, I love Heel Batista. No, Heel Batista is great too. Don't get me wrong. You got to do more than that than just like win the t- like his. You, you, tell me something notable he did after he won the title as a face. I don't, I can't think of anything. I don't know, man. There's too much. Stuff. Oh, no, man. <laughs> I gotta go look it's back. Too, I don't know, man. There's too much stuff that Batista did. Uh, you know, he also you know, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> 
You know, I got so much shit on Twitter too today because I said that I didn't think that Kenny Omega should have given up that much offense to yeah. this uh, this Ryan, Allen he, Angels this, guy. Uh, he he, him kicking out a one wing angel would have been something. Yes, that would have been like what? No, I don't know about him kicking out of the the V trigger. What was necessarily all that bad? Because it's hear not me his out. Finish. Hear me out. It's not his finish. But like even the other day, I want to say it was on dark. It could have been on dynamite, but I'm pretty sure it was on dark. Cody wrestled a guy in similar level, not someone that's known, you know. And Cody didn't put him away with even one of his signature moves. Cody used a random submission move to, sh- and, and there wasn't a point when like the guy was like kicking out of signature things that Cody did. Cody wrestled a straight up match with the guy, which is fine, and then used a random submission move because it shows that he doesn't have to use his signature or his finishing move to beat this random guy who is nowhere near his level. Now, Cody, when he's doing the V-trigger, yes, I realize the – sorry, Kenny. When Kenny's using the V-trigger, I realize that it's not his finishing move, but it's one of his signature moves, and it's something that he's most associated with. People love that he does this flying knee thing. And no, it doesn't normally beat people, but it should beat an enhancement talent. It has probably okay. Fine, it has. Yeah, it I'll has take Kevin's been. word on it. He's and ha- he has sh- one matches that way. And he shouldn't be using it on an on an enhancement enhancement talent. The very essence of it is to enhance Kenny's talent. Kenny is not there to enhance this other guy's talent and make him look good. Kenny is there to for himself to look good. Like Kenny, I'm sorry. Like I think Kenny Omega is a great wrestler, but Kenny Omega is not on the level of like a superstar in the United States. A lot of people were saying, oh, well, Ric Flair in 1986, he put, you know, he went the 10 minutes with jobbers and let them get offense on him. Cool. You know what? Kenny Mega is not on the level of Ric Flair in 1986. Like, like he's not an established world champion in the United States that every, that, that, that every single wrestling fan is familiar with. And I think that on your main show, getting that, that making Kenny Omega look like a star should be much more important than making Allen Angels look like a look like a star. He should beat the shit out of Allen Angels in a few minutes, just like Wardlow and Luke Harper. I'm sorry, uh, Brody Lee did. And I get it. There's too many squash matches on the show, so maybe they wanted to have more. Then don't have three squash matches on the show. Kenny Omega is so much more important than Wardlow at this at the moment. Like, I'm sorry. Like Kenny Omega just is. He's one of the top tier talents of the company. Even Jericho on commentary was confused. Jericho was like, no, this guy's getting a lot of more offense than I would have expected. Yeah. And did his best to make up for it by being like, oh, well, Kenny Megas wasn't taking this guy seriously. It helped a lot. But I just think that, you know, a, a year ago, Kenny Omega had just main evented the biggest this big AEW show that had all this hype behind it. Everyone wanted to see what AEW was going to be all about, a double or nothing. Huge show main event with chris jericho now he's having a guy that nobody has ever heard of kick out of his signature moves to me that's that's that that if if the if kenny omega signed with wwe and and a year later was having jobbers kick out of his signature moves the fan base would be furious absolutely because it's kenny omega who wants it to happen they're not and i just think that okay cool but i just think that if you want to get more fans and you want to make people be bigger stars, this isn't how you do it. The thing that's also frustrating with me is, like, I agree with you wholeheartedly and that 
since the years I, I've been saying this since since the first of the year, AEW took a, a much needed direction change where they really you know stepped it up a lot, and I feel that Kenny Omega was actually getting a lot of help from that, and I thought that we were seeing a nice direction change for Kenny where he was actually be taken seriously in his matches and having great matches, but I don't need to see him have a long match with this guy, this local talent that you're able to get to come in. Or, I mean, like, at the same token, I kept my mouth shut about it, but he shouldn't be tagging with Michael Nakazawa in comedy matches and losing either. Like, that sure. just shouldn't be happening. That just shouldn't be happening, in my opinion, with Kenny Omega. Like, that's well, not, I'm, I'm not how gonna, that, I don't know. I'm not going to cite that specific issue as the sole, really, judge. I mean, deciding factor, in my opinion, on this. We've brought, We've talked about this before, that the, the booking of Kenny Omega in AEW has been very confusing at best. And um, I said this, I think it was a, two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, that the Kenny Omega we have right now is not the Kenny Omega that, I mean, I'm not talking like he can't do it, like he lost it or something, but the way that he is presented on television is not the same Kenny Omega that was headlining the Tokyo Dome, was able, I mean, not the same guy who I think won the AAA title that he won, that he currently holds right now. You know, like whichever one that is. I guarantee you, he's much different over there than he is on AEW television. And it's 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 interesting because I think his stock in the business has even fallen. You know, um, I it's because I, I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Every time, and maybe that was because they were so more, far more, much more infrequent. They weren't weekly. There's more of a special attraction. Yeah. Kenny Omega matches were special. They were things to look forward to. All of them. All of them. And, um, and I think that, yes, I think, you know, there's that old saying, if Christmas is every day, people would hate it. And, um, and I think that's true. I think that was one of the things that Kenny faced when he was going into being on TV every week was, you know, yeah, I mean, same thing. I, I look what happened to Ricochet. You know, the, like how many times can we see you do a backflip like superhero landing thing? It's like, hooray! Proof you know? that character is really important. That having good matches yeah. can't, isn't a character. Yeah, and um, and it's interesting because Kenny is personally he's not just a he's not just a good worker. He is a charismatic guy. We've seen time and time again that he can pull out characters and goofiness or just be something extra when he needs to. And I don't know whether it be, this could be him. You know how much sway these guys have in their own company. Well, that's why I said, I said that earlier. That's why I said, it's like, you know, because Kenny Omega is the one booking himself. It's like, people are okay with it. But I would think that like people want the company to become bigger than it is. Yeah. (laughs) So that, you need to take some of that power away from Kenny or like he just needs to <laughs> offer it up. Like book me. Don't, don't let me book myself all the time. Book me. And like, book him like you book Cody. Cause go- Cody is massively over based on the way they book him. Like massively, like as every he should, time I, every time he's like, surpassed Kenny Omega in my opinion, in terms absolutely. of like overness in the wrestling world. Every time I see Cody, like grab a mic or like anything, I'm just like, ah, this guy's got it. This guy, yeah, totally. Doing. Um, I also, it's, I did, it's a shame too because he's so friggin' good. And I said this last week. 
um, like you you want the older audience, like who's our age, to you want like if they're showing their kid AEW, you want them to see the the guy who fought for forty five minutes against Okada, you know, because they haven't seen that. Yep, totally, totally. I also, you know, I like the Dustin Rhodes versus Kip Sabian match. It was fine for what it was. Um, I I didn't, I you know, I don't love. Dustin Rhodes using the destroyer now as his finisher, but and the, yeah, uh, I was like, because I was I was making uh, uh, my morning protein shake when I was watching AW this morning when I was catching up, and I heard code uh, I heard code orange. I was like Mountain Dew flavor, and then I and then, <laughs> and then I look over and it's and I I missed it initially. Then they do the replay. I was like, that's just a destroyer. <laughs> I was like, he's been doing that, and he hasn't been winning. <laughs> But now he's winning with it. <laughs> now, now he's winning with it. Now he's I would have been. I was like slightly concerned that they're going to have Dustin lose and retire in front of nobody. To Kip, was, after <laughs> losing to Kip Sabian, right, right? I was a little concerned. <laughs> what was wrong with the curtain call? It was cool. It was a cool looking little spinny suplex thing. Yeah, I, like I liked it. the curtain call. Yeah, I liked what was it. Wrong with it. I don't know why. There's nothing wrong with it. it. There's nothing maybe wrong with to, it. Maybe it's harder to do when you're older. Oh. It's cooler looking than the Destroyer, in my opinion, because everyone does the Destroyer now. Um, okay, moving on to NXT real fast before we get out of here. Um, I didn't like the bait and switch with Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream, but I'm assuming that maybe something happened. I'm hoping that yeah. – I'm looking into it, obviously, but I'm wondering if maybe there was a reason that Finn couldn't get into the building with all the current circumstances or whatever. So I'll give them a I'll, – I'll hope that it was just uh, – you know, because of the current circumstances. So he lives out here, right? He lives permanently out here. I mean, yeah, in, I believe so. I mean, America. Yeah. yeah, 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 he lives in America. Yeah. Um, what did so, you guys like, think? What, what? Nothing. I was just thinking about <laughs> Only domestic I, travel yeah, issues. I, I don't think it was a travel thing. I think it would have to have been something else because he was already in town because he was on NXT last week. Mm. It's a shame um, we're but, not going to see any UK guys for a while. I know, that's a bummer. Uh, Drake Maverick. What'd you guys think of this Drake Maverick stuff? Uh, you know, Drake Maverick gets released last week and, you know, he was already announced for this cruiserweight title tournament. Uh, so they said that he was going to still be in it. Uh, then this week he does an interview on the bump, which is a WWE show which about his release from like, WWE. Wait, what? Like when I first saw that he was on the bump, I was like, are they either they're trying something or they just want to, I mean, that's just digging the knife in, you know, like, I mean, this guy was crying on camera two weeks, two days before that. If, if they're not rehiring him and they already have made that decision, then there is way too much digging the knife uh, in stuff going on here because man, it was really hard to watch all this stuff about this guy saying, I just got fired and I'm going to try to save my job right now. Um, Dude, I think something's up because... Me too. Honestly, this, my, this my bullshit just, detector... Yeah, my bullshit detector... My work meter is off the charts right now. Because even Sam Roberts, which I don't think he's in on something. I don't know what he's doing, but like, you know, Sam Roberts is a paid employee of the WWE. Of course. And he... When he even got a lot of flack, uh, flack on this week, gets a lot of flack on Twitter in general. But um, he um, tweeted, wait, he quote tweeted the video of Drake Maverick after he had lost, and he said, "Drake, Ma- Drake cries a lot." <laughs> just that's it. Just, Drake cries a lot. <laughs> well, I, I, here's what I, I think. Like, Yo. <laughs> if anything happened here, this is what I think may have happened. I think that they fired him, like everybody else, and I think that if anything, they saw. 
that him posting that video crying got millions of views, international pickup, and they went, mm, this could be a Daniel Bryan type situation where Absolutely. if we bring him back, Absolutely. it's going to bring us more goodwill than, than, than we had than, than the negative <laughs> vibes we got for what we did. Um, so I, yeah, I hope like, that the next morning they were like, all right. But I hope that's what happened because dude, there's no way. I mean, if, if it wasn't, that if that wasn't the case, I feel like they wouldn't have shown him crying in the in the backstage uh, stairs after. They wouldn't have. Had, they haven't had anybody else on the bus. All those pay, all those videos that they had of him, like just like wandering alone, walking by himself. They wouldn't like, have done it. They wouldn't have done it. And I also think that maybe that factored into why they didn't have Sarah Logan on Raw as planned. They fired yeah. twenty five other people, and they didn't do anything like that. Nope. For any of them. For any of them. No. And Drake Maverick wasn't even. He's not Rusev. He's no. not like the. He's not even either the club the, the OC members. You know the match was really good though. I it think really the was. match between him and Jake Atlas was fantastic. It was way better than at Jake Atlas's last uh, outing on NXT TV. His sell to that finisher is Drake's sell to that finisher looked killer. I forget that Drake uses the acid drop as his finisher too. So when he went for that, I popped even though he didn't land it. Um, and yeah, the, isn't it like called the LGB? LGBT, LGDDT, I think. Is right, that? yeah, isn't that what it is? LGBDDT? Yeah, I think so. Are they calling it that on NXT? No, they, they, they did not. I was like, <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like Jake said everything that he would normally say in all those like packages that they were filming, and they're like, you're going to be an inspiration for reasons. Nothing else that we're going to talk about. <laughs> like, there's like, Well, you know what's weird, too, is inspirational, they, dog. Is they... I will say this much. I didn't love his post-match promo. I thought he kind of like was a little stumbly on it. But that video they posted after the show of him and Drake was such a good, like a verbal thing. I wouldn't say promo, but it's such a good verbal uh, display from Jake Atlas where I was like into it. I was like, yeah, go Jake. Your dad was gone. Fight for your family. You know, like, so yeah, I think they, I I, I think they're, if, 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 they're already planning to rehire Drake, and he's aware of it. Then I love this, right? If he's not, and he's they're just, <laughs> then it's the most fucked up thing I've seen WWE <laughs> do in a long time. Absolutely, it's it's yeah, it's crazy to think that it, that that could be a possibility. I hope that's not what it is, but I yeah, I don't know because I, you can't I, argue that's like, oh, it's just giving you more like like more. Um, uh, momentum when he goes somewhere else. Where's he gonna go? You know, there's right. nowhere to go. Totally. The, the thing totally. is, like, I, I kind of like feel like it's kind of an interesting where, like, you know, we we talked about the Mike and Maria Canella situation a long time ago, and I almost feel like you know Drake definitely, if he was fired, legitimately there that is a heartbreaking thing to go through. But I almost feel like he's you know you got to work any which way you can. And so I don't totally. know, you know, like totally. Yep. This nope. I mean, I can't. Like you can't knock Drake for it. No, at all. not at all. No. Not the slightest. Um. Okay. I'll. I only. I'm running out of time on my end. But uh, the two other tournament matches I enjoyed: the Kushida versus Tony Nice and yeah. El Ijo del Fantasma versus Jack Gallagher. Uh, interesting new look for Jack Gallagher. Um. You know, El Ijo del Fantasma. Uh. It's not that I didn't. It's not that I didn't like him. I just didn't understand why you couldn't have just kind of like giving that spot to someone who 
is already around. You know, like, I didn't know, like, there's a lot of luchadors in the company they're not doing anything with. Like, you could have put Grand Metal League back in NXT with that same gimmick, and people would have been more interested, I think. I'm just more interested. I'm, the, the thing I'm most interested in is the thing that's happening with, like, the Mexican wrestlers, <laughs> like, getting kidnapped. Or, like, He's I mean, in on it. There's no way he was able to fight them mm-hmm. off like the others. They, they, it was, he just, they're all, people are on to them. So they were trying I to just throw think, them off. I to do something. I just think, um, I think the WWE audience is now at this point, unfortunately, they're, they're conditioned to not want to get behind any masked wrestlers, especially luchadors. Because ever since Ray, ever since they pulled the trigger on Ray, Ray was a fun, feel-good moment because of Eddie. But we know that when Ray, no, no discredit to Ray Mysterio, none. But we know that he wasn't a huge draw as a champion. We know that he wasn't. And I think ever since then, he kind of, um, Vince kind of got scared of doing that ever again with any other masked luchador guy. Yeah, but also, I mean, I heard a clip with Conan today where he was talking about how, like, he, Vince had, he basically told the credit team, like, sell me on Rey Mysterio. Should I give the title Rey Mysterio? And everyone was like, yes. And Vince was like, I'm still not convinced. We're going to end it at this date. And that basically he had. Ray Mysterio lose every possible opportunity, which was true. He lost all the time when he was champion. And I think that factored into it too. I think that Vince never really got behind Ray Mysterio. As no, champion. it was a, yeah, it was, it was the, you know, the moment was only, it would have never happened if Eddie had never passed. Totally. Well, maybe, but that's maybe why, eventually, maybe eventually. But, that's not, but that's why I think that because, because of that, I don't know why I, I almost feel like you're setting, you're setting someone up for false hope. And with El Hijo del Fantasma, because I feel like it's going to be the same thing. So you might as well just put some juice yeah, into one of the cruiserweights that you already have in the company that you've invested in. Because other than Rey Mysterio, who have they really pushed that's been under uh, Luchador? I'm not talking about masks in general because, you know, Kane and all that shit. But, but they haven't, you know, Grand Metal League, Sin Cara. I mean, Sin Cara was snake bit from the beginning. But, you know. Um, like Sin Cara was maybe like the next one that like they were like, okay, let's try to do something with this guy. And then he just fucked it up. So it just that failure from the beginning. Like, but also presentation goes a long way. And having those lights for Sankara was bullshit. I hated that. Yeah, true. All right, two last things because I got to get out of here to buy dog food before the place closes next door to me. What did you guys think about the Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae video? I liked it. Um, It was weird. It was silly. But I liked it. Um, I don't like that Candice had to, like, Make her hair gray and purple, kind of weird, and like black lipstick or whatever. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, I, I. Well, that, in w, well, in WWE, how else are you supposed to know if they've turned heel? Exactly. That's what all they how, do whenever. How is this woman? How do we know this woman is now evil? Oh black shit! Lipstick. This girl has black <laughs> lipstick now. Leather. Fuck her. Fuck her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, leather, <laughs> black lipstick. <laughs> Uh, I really didn't know what that centerpiece was when I, I asked you guys if it was something from, like, Clone Wars. <laughs> but it, was... it totally looked like a Star Wars thing, though. Like, I was also looking at it, and then when you brought it up, I was like, oh, that's the fucking cup, isn't it? Like, that's definitely the <laughs> cup. So I, you know, I, I, I'm, I thought it was too long. I yeah, think it went that might have factored into why I didn't enjoy it as much as I would have liked to have enjoyed it. 
Um, I like the Candace being like, I'm the, you know, we've seen so much of like the daddy eats first kind of mommy stuff. Eats first. That I like mommy eats first. Yeah. I like that. It was almost Candace busted one of those that I liked that. You, um, you, put that the, you put the cup on the dinner table, but it was in like the beauty and the beast, like rose thing, this, you know, this was on your person. Every, every time a pube falls off of it, you know, <laughs> this was on your person. I saw what did Dominic Di- Dominic Dijakovic had such a funny tweet about it. He said, uh, he tweeted and he said, I'm pulling it up right now. He said, Johnny was so proud when his wife finally touched his genitals for the first time that he had the occasion commemoratively encased in glass, which cracked me wow. up. I love that. Um, yeah, I just it was a little too long for my taste, but I think that I like where they're going with it. Yeah, uh, I think that Champa is going to be the face going out of this in the feud with Cross, um, and so Johnny's going to be trying to do more of the heel thing. Um, I do think there's a lot of heels in NXT right now, uh, and and not as many baby faces. Um, but I'm interested to see where they're going with it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm I will say that salad didn't look too great. Didn't look too fresh. I'll give it a <laughs> shot. I'll give it a I, shot. It's just Johnny doesn't do it for me as a villain. He just doesn't. It's it's understandable. It's similar to Candace. They're both such nice people that it's hard to buy that, you know. Um, yeah, and then I, like they're, and like they're trying to treat Johnny as like this dastardly heel, and then like the next day they post like a photo of him when he was thirteen and he was all fat wearing like a Chris Jericho t shirt, and you're like, yeah. he's not a bad guy, he's a dork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. totally. That. I, Jamie or Kevin, I was surprised there wasn't more comments about their meal too. Like I, I thought for sure people were like, oh, it was boring, bland ass meal. That sounds like, blah, like blah, shit. Blah. <laughs> um, and lastly, because uh, like I said, I got to get out of here. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis, uh, who was impromptu added to the match apparently, versus Adam Cole and Roderick Strong ended the night. Um, I liked everything that happened in the beginning with the. The distraction and Damian Priest coming out and pulling a big boss man and then hitting him in the neck to do a Ricky Steamboat like neck move. Oh, this neck. I liked all of that. I was only bothered by the fact that, and I think this was a mistake, but the bell rang and then all this happened. And then when this was all happening, they were kicking Bobby Fish to the back. They were, he was yelling, the bell didn't even ring. And then if, so if the bell had never rang, I understand Dexter Loomis replacing Keith Lee in the match. Right. But since it did ring, I was a little annoyed. I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, well, wait, how did he legally get to tag into this match? It started with Keith Lee in the match. When is that a thing that can happen? Because uh, it's WWE and they never listen to their own rules. But they also, you got to put the two guys that slide on their stomachs together so it makes sense. <laughs> They're the slide on the tummy guys. I like Dexter Loomis and what he's doing right now. I, I, it's creepy. He's, I dig I, it. Yeah. I like it too, but that music. Like I told you, it feels like it's just building to something, and it gives me anxiety because it builds to nothing. <laughs> All right, I got to end things here. Uh, Jamie, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. And Kevin, what about you? You guys can find me at Kevin Gets Rad across platform. Uh, and then hopefully you can see me on my front lawn in a inflatable swimming pool eventually. Are you going to order one? Dude, I'm looking at I saw one. And I was like, that's Kevin Silva size. I saw the nice. post. I liked it. I, I was in, I was, in, I, I, you should do it. 
I'm going to just be on the front line, just creeping out my neighbors. It's going to be a toasty switch. one this week. It's going to be a toasty one this weekend. Yeah, definitely. I don't mean Palm Springs is going to be intense. Uh, okay, I know. All right, you can follow follow me. I'm at Ryan Satin. The show is at Wrestling Sheet, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tabbing out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 it's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 